Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The, the reality is. No, I, I'm glad to. It's for minorities, but white people don't be scared. Asians, Hispanics, you want to come on the show, hit us up. I'll talk to anybody about everything. This is like these niggas is out here fucking these girls and putting it on porn up. At 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday with a hard on, she gets up and she turns oh on the church and turns the thing on. I was thinking, I'm going to get some head or something start to think. Oh, niggas are straight out here raw digging and choking on fuckers. <laughs> if God has his hand on you, why you sitting there? Uh, that was pretty good, man. It just kind of came you out. You can't be squeamish when giving head. I mean, you got a dick in your mouth. Like, how much more gutter can you be? Like, pussy like, the big deal, nigga. Yeah. Period. Point blank. Just what it is. The reality is. Have you ever cheated on somebody? No. I have. We know. Oh, I never wanted to cheat on anybody. Shit happens, right? I never did. <laughs> so, if we have a little bit more, you know, people who have a little bit more, then we have a little bit of time to get people who have a little bit less. Yeah. We get equalized the situation, and one day, you know, regardless of what the government does, we will have systems in place to take care of ourselves. You are now Sounds like the Wayans Brothers. Well, what's up, man? It's episode 160. We back. Uh, this is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where Future Becomes Extinct. Today's show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, your voice, your independence, your platform. So join us as we work to build a listener and podcaster centric podcast ecosystem by going to www.blogtalkradio.com. That was awesome. It did go work. It did yes. work. I'm trying to work <laughs> on slowing myself down for the new year because I, I realize. A lot of times I critique myself, mm-hmm. and the one biggest critique I critique myself on is I speak too fast. Yes, you do. I think I talk too fast, and it's crazy because you have people being like, uh, I remember back in the days they would call people city slickers, mm-hmm. and they would be like, they're quick, you know, with fast the tongue. Talkers. But that was more so about like people who lived in California and people who lived in New York mm-hmm. coming from where I come from. But you tell me to slow down all the time, so. Yeah, but I, I know when I'm on a podcast, I be talking fast. And the reason I know. Just trying to get it all out. Well, it's two reasons how I know I listen to it. And the other one is I'm always out of breath when I'm on the podcast. Yeah. And I'm not just like a fat person. No, you're not. That's really weird. But the last uh, announcement or the last, what is this I'm reading? It's a promo. Oh, yeah, pretty much. All right. Also, this episode is brought to you by Take Action Apparel and Gear, the brainchild of actor Gabriel Silva, to stand up against bullying through fashion and accessories that let you be you. Visit and um, sponsor, not sponsor them, but visit and and patronize them at www.takeactiongear.com and purchase something to support the cause. I should have gave you props after that one. 
Why you say that? Because I feel like I interrupted you. Fucked you. It up. I said that was awesome because you did the first one. Sometimes so well. I just try to stick. Like sometimes I really just be trying to plug different words in it to mm-hmm. switch it up. I see. But I do want to say shout out to Gabriel Silva and his mother Tiffany Silva. Man, yes. we are coming to Houston. <laughs> We've been saying that for like the past what five months. But it's been a monkey wrench. But if she anybody, understands. Yeah, so that's but if great. anybody has followed the podcast, we've been everywhere. As of yes. late, and we're getting ready to leave Thursday for Chicago um, to go do the second Martin Trivia Live event that we've been connected with through uh, Republican Company. So we're excited to do that. They got uh, they were able to get Cole Brown. Mm-hmm. What's his real name? Anthony is Anthony Payne Moore, or is it what's his real name? Carl Anthony. Carl Payne. Anthony Payne. Yes. I just knew Anthony was somewhere in there. So they got Cole Brown off Martin. So he'll be hosting. The event is sponsored by Cavassier. So Chicago, I hope you guys are ready. If it's anything like it was here in Dallas, yes, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, and it's gonna be a good time again I'm ready here for in the Dallas. Chicago vibes, anyway. I am too, and it's gonna be freezing fucking cold. I still need to try and figure out a way somewhere from somewhere somehow to get me some After timbers before then. my last trip, I'm prepared for the cold. Well, I definitely need to get prepared for it. So, um, basically what episode 160 is, is we're going to basically do an end of the year review, talk about some of the things um, that we loved most about the podcast, some of the things that we hated about the podcast this year, some of our personal experiences, things that we did to overcome hard times, or, you know, how we kind of felt like we were riding a wave. I mm-hmm. definitely felt like we rode a wave throughout I would say probably from September, October. Nah, we it, the wave really started in June. Yeah, like, that's I think true. I think we rolled away from June all the way into the uh, the end of uh, well yeah. coming up December and rolling into the new year. And we we picked up the momentum and the momentum, like as pops momentum? would say, the momentum. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing this on purpose. Anybody follow John Witherspoon? <laughs> I know they know what he used to say. Momentum, and you know you pick up that momentum, and you just got to ride that wave. So. I, I think that's what we did this year. I know one of the highs for me, and I know you have your own list, um, but one of the highs this year for me was interviewing Dominique Perry of Insecure. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, Tasha, you know, everybody was team Tasha, team Lawrence, yeah. team Issa. And the reason I think that was one of the highlights is, first of all, that was one of our, I would say, first connecting or successful interview setups for a famous person or semi-famous yeah. Because, I mean, we did the Saul Williams thing. We oh, talked yeah. about how that fell through. I, We've I reached out we to several other else. people. We haven't. Not this year. Yeah. I mean, maybe we have. That's why I said I tried to get some I of these things together. I think hers was most impactful because she was so laid back. And it, it felt like it was all genuine. It wasn't scripted. Sure. It wasn't, like, it was just, like, we were talking to somebody from the next door. And I was nervous as fuck. Yeah. I was nervous because it was the first interview that I have done with someone of her caliber. Mm-hmm. I've done, and, and if, if people know the podcast, if they listen to the podcast, then they know one thing that I try to do is I try to keep everything uh, straight up and straight down. And what that means is I try to stay the same with everybody. Like mm-hmm. anybody from Dallas who comes in on the podcast or anywhere else we've interviewed people from, I try to be the same person. You know, I don't try to level up or do something different just because we have a famous person that comes into the studio or yeah. a famous person is calling in because we actually got a couple of people that we're working on for the new year some of them are already solidified mm-hmm. so we're trying to kick january off with a bang but uh dominique perry for me was amazing and then not to be funny i wouldn't have got dominique perry without you mm-hmm. i mean that's straight up and i think you're the one who reached out to her because sometimes i get in my own way to where I know people view me from afar and view our podcast and say, they got this shit all together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, in reality, like the reality is, is like, they don't really understand how hard and how much work we actually put into this. And they don't yeah. understand how many no's we yeah, actually get before, before we actually get, get a yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but without even getting too much into it, um, you hit me up the other day and you were telling me about um, us getting an email from some, what was oh, it? Oh, it was the PR. 
uh, firm. Yeah. They reached out to me, but it was good, and I reacted the way I did because I have been working with someone else, and I usually send out these emails, and typically when they contact me, they're contacting me for that person. Very true. But this time around, they contacted me for you. Hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, because normally I have to kind of plug in and be like, hey, well, yeah. I also represent this podcast yeah. and this is what they do. And I feel like I'm just always selling, selling, selling. But yeah. this time they came knocking at the door. Well, and, and when you tell me these things, I know a lot of times you be like, you don't even sound excited. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm not excited. But one thing that I do believe in and one thing that Saul Williams taught me is, nigga, don't get excited until it actually comes through. Exactly. So and that's always the case, but I think you should still relish in the moments that I'm lead learning. up to it. I'm learning. Shout out to the homie Jakeem Gregory, um, the host of the Tenderoni podcast is coming out. The under, two new podcasts two that new are podcasts. coming under Robert's Media Group. Yeah, he's pretty much simultaneously handling both of those. Yes. So that's Thrive 365, which is more about business and entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. people telling us stories about how they got to where they are. I'll be on his podcast here within the next month. And thanks to Jakeem for allowing me to be on the podcast. Also, he has the Tenderoni podcast, which is a great one. I love that. Yeah, because the concept of it is he's going to be talking about podcasting from a dating app perspective. Mm -hmm. Like only he's really going to talk. He's going to talk to people about relationships, period. But he's really, really focusing on people who are using dating apps. And that's pretty much everybody. Everybody. So he's going to talk about the ups and downs of using dating apps. Why do people get on dating apps? Mm -hmm. Because everybody's reasoning for getting on a dating app is different. And it's so crazy because even if you think about 10 years ago, and this is even for myself, when you used to people talk about getting on dating apps and having relationships through dating apps, we laughed at them. Mm -hmm. We called them desperate. But somebody saw they were now forward it's thinking normal. it's the normal mm-hmm. if you ain't on a date now what are you doing yeah. and I'm still old fashioned because I'm me like too. I still rather I'd meet rather in bar the bar or <laughs> at you know if you approach me the right way in Walmart or mm-hmm. any other pl- public entity I'm okay with that mm-hmm. it's just about how you do it yeah. So, I mean, that's my whole thing. Also, going into the new year while we talking about interviewing and you setting up podcasts and shit we ain't doing shit for free next year Oh, no, I've been not doing shit for free. I'm not doing The only person I do me, shit for free for it is you. And you probably shouldn't say that on the podcast. Maybe we'll bleep that out at the eight. But it's not really mark. for free. Because no, it's not. You, yeah. yeah, it's more like a barter system. It's a, it's a barter system. Yeah. That is very true. So I don't. I, I came to the conclusion I'm not doing anything else for free. I'm when so it, glad. When it comes to consulting podcasts, because one thing I did this year across seven states, in a lot of different cities here in Texas and a lot of different people here in Dallas, mm-hmm. I gave out a lot of advice. Yeah. I don't mind giving out the advice, but at the rapid pace that it started to come in, mm-hmm. I felt like, you know what? This is a consulting service, which Robert's Media Group will be having one of those. So mm-hmm. they will have a package. That's the purpose yeah, of, of us doing the business yes. and having Robert's Media Group. So next year, nothing will be free from audio visualizers to logos to print to editing your podcast, all the things that I've been doing for other people this year. There will be a fee. So isn't it great to see how you basically grown into your brand? Because when we first sat down and discussed what you wanted to do, and I suggested that you start with the umbrella company mm-hmm. and then put the reality is under, under that. It, yeah. And you were kind of like, oh, well, I just want to do the podcast. But yeah. seeing how you actually grown into your brand yeah. and to watch it expand even more. Well, some people got to, there are people I feel like who, there are people like myself who have the gift of gab mm-hmm. and they have a gift of talent. But that's why mentorship, friendship, and people who really genuinely care about what you're doing and mm-hmm. that can see the vision of you, mm-hmm. that's why it's good to have those other people. Because what people don't understand, which all people should understand, is because we all go through this same thing, is we all have up days and down days. Mm-hmm. Even like me and you talk about it all the time. So many people see me and figure 
he has it all together. Oh yeah, me too. And I, I, I don't. But one thing I have realized over the last couple of years is I am becoming to start to be, becoming to start to be. I am, or I have become one of the oldest people in most of the rooms that I'm entering. Mm-hmm. Podcasting is an old man and a young man's game. And people can highly believe it. Believe what? How old you are? Yeah, it's that is true. A shock. Yeah. And when I shave my beard off, it's worse. Like yeah, if you, you look, look at like the Instagram, 15. yeah, if you look at the Instagram videos, I look a lot younger. The gray hairs aren't just everywhere, and I don't look so rugged. But I do miss that because I hate having a baby face because yeah. I have a round head. They sound and chubby from the, cheek. Yeah, and chubby cheek. Look at you. I'm I from the Ebo. I'm from the Ebo tribe in Nigeria. Eba, deuce. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my spit so I can kill some fish. <laughs> But nah, for real, man. So another big thing we had out uh, that was great this year is selling out the Martin Trivia Live event man. here in Dallas. That's why I saw I think we to... both underestimated that. We did. We, we we really did. And the thing about it is I've always wanted to put events together, and we've been putting events together for about five years now. Yeah. But we never wanted to go to a, a – we never wanted it to be huge. Excuse me, guys. We're sitting in the living room. The patio is open. As I always say, respect the, respect the authenticity of the podcast. <laughs> you may hear some hear, uh, uh, horns blowing. You may hear some Mexicans cutting grass. Uh, you know, you, you may hear anything. Wait a minute now. Black people cut grass, Thank too. Thank you. I'm not being offensive, but, I mean, let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I know. I just when, said that That's what it. the reality is, is about. If you hear about a stabbing in the news, mm-hmm. what you think? Mexican. If you hear about, if, if, yo, if somebody calls you and say, hey, man, somebody almost ran me off the road, you're going to say what? Hispanic. True. Yeah. You ate great Mexican food. Was it an authentic Mexican place? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just heard this great mariachi music. Mm-hmm. It's Mexican. You know, if you hear black and you be like, girl, her, her. It's possibly a black person. I'm just saying, we got we to gotta do a Dave Chappelle type mood. And when we tackle and talk about people, we got to address every race. Of course. Every, every race knows this, especially in the black race. Mm-hmm. We know if somebody mentions certain things to us, first thing we sometimes say is they white or black. Yeah. Somebody came in and shot up a school. They white. Okay. Somebody robbed a liquor store. They black. All right, then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's no disrespect. There's no racism. I love a good race joke. Yeah, no, I was just giving you a hard time. Yeah, but you know, because some people will feel uh-huh. that way. And it's like, you know, if you're a Mexican and you took that offense, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Black people, if you feel, you know, I go love fuck you yourself. Just the same. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I love you all the same, but all of us have quirks and fuck ups. Lord that... knows, I don't know what I do without my Mexican uh, grass cutter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, the streets wouldn't be getting built if it wasn't for Mexicans. <laughs> Let's just be real. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. But selling out the Martin Trivia was a big thing for me. Um, I was nervous. You came through it. I think this first part is all about you because you came through again. Mm-hmm. You decided to think bigger than I Barlow. I coming through in the clutch. You do. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. I'm going to have to buy you a dildo or a strap-on because so you can ride your own dick. You don't have a dick. But the point of the matter is I, it's like you really... I think something you did stepping into yourself in the new year. Oh, yeah. And I think selling out the Martin Trivia almost was kind of like a a push mm-hmm. because you were already getting to that point. And me being your friend and being a significant other, like, I knew these things. I saw mm-hmm. these things. So it's like to see that and see you push through and come through. And some of these events cause you to step out of the background, mm-hmm. which is like where you where you like to stay. Yeah. So the Martin Trivia event for me, it was just, I was nervous about it. When you brought the idea to me about the House of Blues, I was like, how are we going to do this? I was nervous about selling tickets. Mm-hmm. I was nervous so you're much nervous so sometimes. I, I really and normally am. you're the one that's not nervous. 
So that was the that I was couldn't a help big it though. deal. But Martin Trip, I mean, in what way did it help you step out of the the, the background? Because I feel like you stepped out of the background more. I this mean, time. yeah, for me, more so in this aspect, it was about the business part mm-hmm. of it because I've said this many times before. I've been doing this little side business since 2008. Yeah, but really making a decision to be more intentional with it this mm-hmm. year and to um, just take more risk. So once we, I guess, Bar Louis fell through, yeah. I didn't have a choice. I knew I didn't want to, I mean, I wasn't going to let the event fail. Yeah. That was that was not an option. Yeah. Now, let's say, Martin, you know, just in case Bar Louis listens to this podcast because the woman seemingly... They did, yeah, be, she did come back yeah, I know and they try to make it she, right. Yeah, they did give us some gift cards over $100, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have been eating on and them. And she even fact. said herself, she when she contacted me, because I did a review of yeah. them on the blog and on Yelp, and so she reached out to me, and she was like, honestly, I really apologize to you because we have seven locations, and none of our locations can afford to turn down that they kind of business. They weren't even getting them numbers. And even when we went there after we got the gift card I think we went there on one Sunday just yeah. to catch a game or something mm-hmm. it was dead as fuck you showed me two other motherfuckers in the city of Dallas that are just normal up and coming people that can sell out and have a waiting list over three, uh, over 3,500 people and not to be people. funny have people fall behind you and try to step and try into to, your and shoes try to step into your fact. shoes yeah and flying, people flew in to see this shit, drove yeah. down to see this shit. And some people may be like, oh, y'all were promoting Martin. But what is the execution of it? We were promoting It's three, all about execution. We were promoting because not three be different brands. It's been people that are bigger than us. And even Jason exactly. said they have been doing That's this what I was say. before for years. And they never had a turnout like we exactly. did. What's going on in Chicago is because we stepped up and we did some things. So sometimes you got to ride your own dick because people don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to Jason and them for not stepping on our toes and letting us do our thing. Yeah. You know, they gave us an opportunity to shine and like always we came in with a 10 inch dick and uh you know we <laughs> gave him the business uh with lubrication yes i definitely lived proverbially through my 10 inch dick this year hey ain't nothing wrong with that <laughs> you know what that may be the name of the podcast year in review 10 inch dick style <laughs> straight knocking down the damn dope straight up now one thing i want to say we're going to skip over the, the the things that we've done great this year we're going to talk about some of um our number one listening countries and states i want to say first of all of course it's the united states we're from the united states mm-hmm. so it's more so about the second in mm-hmm. place because we of course you expect dallas to listen you expect texas to listen yeah. you expect people in the united states to listen but when people from the uk start listening uk mm-hmm. came in second we had ireland in a strong third so mm-hmm. we appreciate you guys in the uk and in ireland listening to the podcast texas of course thank you the home team that kept us afloat but north carolina um dc area came in in a close third we also had places like michigan mm-hmm. illinois um, Miami, uh, well, not Miami, but you know the state of Florida, Florida. Uh, chipping in and listening in, man. So we appreciate that. The podcast increased by ninety two percent. Wow! In listenership this year, that's amazing. So I mean, would I tell people all the time with the without the listeners, you know, we don't have shit. And it's so funny because I am a transparent person. So I know one guy hit me up when I put the numbers out a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he was like, "How do you know the analytics of your podcast?" And that's I was what like, I was say. "Yeah," and I was like, "The platform that we're under, they show us everything. It's not my motherfucking job to post what we do because mm-hmm. that's personal business. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind talking about it, and I don't mind telling you the systems that are being used to let you know this shit is no lie. And that's a big deal because thinking about where we transitioned from yep. in the beginning." Mm-hmm. And not really knowing or being able to gauge exactly yeah. what was what ours, we 
and being in a boat like when we were yeah. at Fishbowl it was like five podcasts in there so what they would do they would come to us and just like, say Ooh. hey well it was 35,000 listeners this divided week divided by that, five divided by five and it's like <laughs> you, you telling me that the tribe of Judah and all these other podcasts is in this same bowl as us mm-hmm. is doing as good as us when we were nominated the first year mm-hmm. we didn't get family and friends to vote for us yeah. we were nominated the first year for best podcast at yeah. Fishbowl Radio Network so, but you know, if you really love what you're doing, it ain't even about the accolades. No, it's literally about the shit that you do. But it is nice to be able to look at it and know for sure that people what, appreciate the, kind the work of results you do. that you're bringing in. Of course, of course. So we had a 92 percent um, increase in listenership. We completed 78 episodes this year. How many weeks is it in a year? 52. All right, so we definitely doubled up pretty much every week. Yeah, damn near throughout half the year to get 78 episodes out we had 27 guest appearances so i want to thank you to all the guests who were famous not famous regular people good people bad Mm -hmm. people we appreciate those 27 guest appearances for coming on the podcast it's real (laughs) um episode 133 was the highest listened to episode i think that was your sexual utility belt so i'll just say good sex talk sales yeah so one thing and it's so crazy because i was like it was higher than dominique perry it was hired in yeah, a lot a, of other that podcasts. That was a good episode. Yeah. So the sexual utility belt, that was, our, like I said, if you want to listen to it, you can make it higher or add more numbers to it, or add more listens to it. Episode 133, what's on your sexual utility belt? That's the one who had um, the top of the year. You said it in September, we started traveling more. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. I was telling Jason the other day, I said, my nigga, all love and respect to you because mm-hmm. we had all our flights mapped out for the year. Yeah, we did. And then we, and had we added, what, three, three or four? four more within the last mm-hmm. two months of the year. And I'll just say. And the last two months of the year being my busiest two months of the year. Yeah. Because, you know, I have kids, birthdays, yeah. holidays. All your shit in the back. All of it. On the back end. <laughs> heavy. Yes, soggy real strong. Pam- soggy pamper heavy. <laughs> so it's real strong. But no, I. But I, we I, did that because it was, it was worth it. It was much needed. Um, I didn't want to do it at first because I know we, you know, we were talking and I was like, financially, I'm not able to. Mm-hmm. really just do everything I want to do and that's where you came in and you helped out with those things and like I said I've always given you a shout out for helping keeping the podcast going mm-hmm. when people have left when people have come when nobody's been consistent you know like I always tell you I appreciate you for being consistent but with the traveling what we benefited what we benefited from traveling because of the connection we were able to do mm-hmm. the networking that happened mm-hmm. the exposure that we were able to get mm-hmm. and then we learned a lot of shit yeah. you know shooting that pilot in New York uh, with Jason yeah. and them for them to shop that shit around uh, being on set all day, that shit was amazing. Meeting mm-hmm. some of the new people that we met in New York, you know, other radio personalities, other radio hosts that do what they do in New York, mm-hmm. DJ Miss Milan, sex expert Michelle Hope, like meeting all these people who have a big social media presence and a big presence and influence mm-hmm. in New York. And just so passionate about what they do, period. I think that's... And, and they were real genuine. That's it's amazing. Because a lot of people, some people have large followings, but when you meet them, it's like they're totally not what you expect to get. Yeah. But that was the difference. And I think that's where I want to move into in the new year is like building more influential and intentional relationships for the second half of the year is what mm-hmm. we did. I literally want to take that shit into the new year. Yeah. That was one of my main goals for 2017 period yeah. is being more intentional and personally fostering more of my female friendships yeah so i'm glad that i was able to do that this so year why has it been harder you for you for you always talk about fostering friendships and i've always talked to you about i think you need more female friends because i think a lot of times as whether you're dating whether you're single whatever i think it's important to be able to gauge mm-hmm. well, the range been, of how much you hang out with friends and family oh yeah definitely but and i never i'm not the type to be like oh i want to be 
up under my significant other all the time. So let's just get that straight. But as far as friendships are concerned, I've always connected more with guys or gay guys. So for me, I really lacked in the female friendship area because a lot of times there's like a lot of jealousy and I'm real laid back. I'm more so like the girl next door. So it's difficult for me to find friends that I actually mess with. Some girls are messy. They're kind of, um, filled with drama. It's hard to describe, but I was able to reconnect or focus more on reconnecting with some friends that I've had for quite some time, but just being able to spend more time with them and being more intentional about returning phone calls, hanging out, you know, hanging out with the kids, because I think that's a lot of times what it is. Sometimes when I go out, I'm an only child. So when I go out, I don't really want to go out with kids. Yeah. So a lot of times they would invite me to stuff. Shout out to Frank. <laughs> yeah, gotta, shout out to Frank. You got to tell this fucking story. <laughs> Frank, y'all heard me talk about this nigga. It's two people. It's Frank, as in Frank Minicon. Shout out to homie Black Ghost. Yes. Uh, BLK underscore GHST 75 yes. on Instagram. The nigga's a fool. <laughs> tell this story about the, the, the fucking kids, man. The one, okay. We had a Christmas party last week. Yeah, we had a Christmas week. party last week, and Frank was coming. God and I was Frank. like, where is Frank? Where is this Next nigga Next thing at? I know, it was Frank, his wife, and the kids in tow. Mm-hmm. So I think I in said, tow. <laughs> so I think I said to you now, this is not to be funny because I love Frank's kids. They're yeah. very well-mannered. It's not a problem at all. Yeah. But the first thing I said to you when I saw him, I was like, what the kids doing here? What the kids doing here? <laughs> what the kids doing here, Frank? You come in my motherfucking place. You got your fucking shoes on, nigga. And then you come in here with we your motherfucker. I love them kids, man. Them beautiful chocolate drop motherfuckers. Yes. We were playing music. And so instantly, I, my mind shifted into mommy mode. So I was like, do I need to change the music? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so many different things you have to think about when kids enter the room. Yeah, it's true. So that's what I mean when I say when I go out, I don't really want to go out with kids. Yeah. So a lot of times my friends were inviting me to things. But because their situation is different, I'm blessed. I have an yeah. awesome co-parent. Yep. So I'm able to have a little bit more freedom Let's and talk flexibility. About that. I do got to give a little shout out, man. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if we're going to talk about anything else further. And I know you know what I'm talking about later on. Yeah. But I do want to say this, man. That's totally your, up to you. Your father, your your ex-husband mm-hmm. and your My children's father. Your children's father. Because you don't like the term no, baby daddy. Do, now, why don't, don't, why don't you like the term baby daddy? We, I, I cannot stand that. We don't do baby daddy, baby mama, because to me, that's a little bit degrading. Because yeah. every time you and hear those words father. used, yeah. they're used in a negative sense. Connotation, yeah. Yeah, so it. I don't like that. And then I get offended personally when someone says, oh, I know you're a single mom. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm a co-parent. Because yeah, yeah. we have a very strong co-parenting relationship. Yeah. And it works. We have a great dynamic. Yeah. So for me, I have a little bit more freedom, flexibility. Yeah. And that's what I was saying, going back to... To, they aren't that fortunate so yeah. a lot of times they have to plan things with their kids involved in advance yes but i think the thing that i've watched from um you and your ex-husband mm-hmm. when you work with the kids for one it's respect they're still mm-hmm. two it's respect they're still mm-hmm. three it's respect they're still Always. and if you don't have respect for your significant other first of all shame on you maybe you picked a shitty person and yeah. i think a lot of times when relationships end or marriages end people think uh, you hate him or no, you hate her or what, what did they do yeah. wrong or what's what and it's mm-hmm. like nah that's not that's that's not always how that situation has to end but personally I want to give a shout out to the homie um, because he is good with his kids mm-hmm. he's always good to you mm-hmm. and he's respected it he could have been somebody who's like hey man this nigga's fucking with my ex-wife I'm, you know he could be on some future shit yeah. but you know it's like he's never done like he's never done that with the kids and things and, and and like I say I feel like we should always 
pay homage and respect to the people who are doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, we both watched The Shy for the first time. The new episode is coming out on Showtime yes. with Coming and, and all of them. And the dude said one thing. He was talking about his brother, brother who died a virgin at 16. Mm-hmm. And he was and he laughed a little bit. He's like, he, he would kill me if I told you, you know, knowing that I told yeah. you guys he was a virgin. And they kind of laughed. And he was like, but the funny thing about it is in 2017, we're laughing at 16-year-old virgins mm-hmm. when that's a good thing. Because that's not the norm. You know what I'm saying? So what I said all that to say this, a lot of times it's, it's, it's normal. We made it normal mm-hmm. and see it as normalcy to be mad at the baby yeah. father for niggas to be at each other's throats and it's stupid ass cornball niggas who be like future got a right to be mad at Russell Wilson no motherfucker he's taking care of yeah, your ex that you like didn't fucking own. take care of and he's taking care of the fucking kid mm-hmm. because the kid has nothing to do with what the mother and the father had to do exactly so like I say man respect to that and uh, we're gonna take a quick break I need to get some motherfucking coffee you know, I got my coffee late today, so I need to get me, you know, I need to dive in on the second cup because I don't believe in drinking old coffee. I'm anal like that. Again, you listen to The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct with myself, Anthony Roberts, and... RTZS Don't go by the way. No, you don't want to be by yourself. Got who you want around. I know I'm not that nigga that you just playing for now. You used to be my Juliet And I was Romeo Where was you When the strangers at the table Wishing it was you Let me tell you Oh baby, give me one more chance To get my shit together Alright man, before we even get started back And uh, continuing the podcast I do want to say Shout out to Comeback Jack and the comeback uh, Jack show. Yes, our condolences to his family. Man. Yeah. Man. He's like 48. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's tough. I said it on um, Instagram. He was one of my first podcasts that I listened to. Um, the reason I liked it is because, not to be funny, we have similar show. Well, he's more, to me, I feel like Naj is more like him as far comeback. as the podcasting. Yeah. Um, if I had to relate somebody to him, but... I feel like the only thing I took from him is like more conversa- conversational style interviews. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important to have conversational style interviews. I hear so many podcasts where it's kind of like, so uh, what did you, what would you tell yeah, your 18 so year old self now? And you're like, come on, bro. Yeah. Like you just got to be able to just come into this thing and do what it is that you do and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So around this year, last year, um, I was stuck in the house. This time last year. What did I say? He said around this year, last year. I thought I said around this time last year. No, Maybe you're right. You but know. since we're giving out condolences, I would like to give condolences to uh, the family of Catfish Floyd. We talked about him on yeah. a couple of episodes Catfish at the Trap Catfish House. Trap House. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he passed away yesterday or the day before yesterday. How old was he? Um, he was, yeah, he was up there. So it's not like a Combat Jack type situation. It's but a local hero. Yeah. He's a hood yeah. hero. Yeah, Fish. I think today I'm going to go have an order of strips in his honor. <laughs> If they're open, of course. <laughs> if they open, you're going to be sitting in that fucking line till Christmas. It's okay. So, but yeah, man, uh, condolences out to... Uh, <laughs> Mr. Bean. That's his name? Floyd Bean. Floyd Bean. Catfish Floyds, man. Everybody in South Dallas, go get you a fish plate or catfish uh, strip basket. Yeah. Uh, it ain't going to be on the house. And um, hopefully you have at least a one-hour play, a one hour long playlist long. and go get you some fish, man. <laughs> but for real, about this time last year, man, I didn't leave the house. I think it happened... Um, a week after Thanksgiving, uh, I guess you could say I was stricken. Yeah, that sounds so harsh. I mean, it, it came out harsh. Yeah, it did. I was stricken with Bell's palsy to where the left side of my face, I had mm-hmm. facial paralysis. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with you, my mom, and my aunt pretty much persuading me to go to the emergency room within the first 24 hours is what pretty much saved my face, I yeah. would, to be honest with you. Yeah. My left eye is still a little puffy. Um, depending on the cold weather, it's still, you know, it, it, it still gives me um, issues sometimes. Uh, marijuana is a hell of a drug. You yeah, know, I could be become... saying crack cocaine is a hell of a drug. Like, uh, uh, what's the dude name? What the fuck is his name? <laughs> super Freak. Yeah. She's a super freak. Who sings Super Freak? Um, Come on, man. Shit. Super Freak. Mother Rick James. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Rick so, you know, Rick James, I was be like, cocaine is a hell of a drug. So, marijuana is a hell of a drug. It's it's one of the drugs that helped me bounce back. Yeah. And for those who feel like marijuana is a true drug, going. if you are popping pills, if you are doing any kind of other drug, RX scripts, yeah. that's a drug. I mean, shit, I drink. Yeah, to take so. care of whatever it is that you need to be taken care of. But the reason Bell's palsy, my Bell's palsy bounce back was so important to me because last year around this time, I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, you was around me. Mm-hmm. I was depressed. Mm-hmm. I felt like Very the ugly, so. I felt like the most ugliest motherfucker. It showed me how vain so I was. Because, oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. But it's so crazy because yours wasn't even nearly as, as bad, bad as, most as some of the other people. Because I think you did like a blog post at some point and you did or an uh, Instagram post and you had hashtag Bell's Palsy. Bell's Palsy and yeah. so many people started to reach out to you. And when you click that hashtag, you started to see like how intense it was. And no bullshit. Like when I clicked on that hashtag, like not to be funny, immediately I didn't feel alone. Mm-hmm. And then it's like. And that's also the power of social media. It is true. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we give social media a bad rap, but there are positives of social media and being able to directly reach out and see other people's stories mm-hmm. and then having a good friend that I've met through social media that lives in Denmark mm-hmm. that's been struggling with Bell's palsy for three years is no is not going anywhere. Yeah. She's still getting therapeutic assistance and, and um uh and just trying to rehab mm-hmm. to get her smile back. Yeah. And I think that was a, one of the hardest things is because when I went through this whole Bell's palsy situation, I literally felt like my smile was stolen. And mm-hmm. I wrote an article about it because I literally would try to smile and I stopped smiling because of the embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Like when I would look in the mirror, I was just like, mm-hmm. this is not my face. Yeah. And people would come over and knock on the door and they would try to get me to come out and I wouldn't even answer the fucking door. Mm-hmm. When you first found out about it, you were here with me, but when you left, I felt like it started to really set in. Yeah. Like rigor mortis. Can I tell the story about yeah, the first I, time that I left? Because I left to go get your medicine. I don't really know what happened, but I'm I'm okay with anything. Okay, so when I left to go get your medicine, and when I came back, just in that short span of time, I came back, and you were, like, crying. Mm-hmm. And I tried to, like, bring you in, and you were yeah. like, no, you kept turning oh, away yeah, from me because you about, was yeah. like, you didn't want me to see you. And yeah, I was just like, I felt like what are you faced. talking about? I felt like Two-Face. Like, like I understood it, but I'm like, I've been here. Like, I saw it when it first happened. Yeah. I'm still going to be here. That's, yeah. That doesn't change anything for yeah. me. And then it was like with me crying, like I, you know, when you cry, you got that got ugly, that ugly cry. cry. Oh, this shit was like. Super <laughs> but that was ugly. the first. I think that this was like, like one of the face. first times or the few times that I've seen you be that emotional. Yeah. So I knew it was like taking a toll on you. But. Yeah, it, it was a tough thing, and I'm gonna talk about uh, the time I cried in D.C. because this is the year in review, and I think it's time to be intentional yeah. and move past it because yeah. this year I'm definitely moving on from everybody I don't fuck with, yeah. no matter who they are. So. When you did that, first of all, I appreciate it. And if you notice, I got, it's like I wanted to, but then Mm -hmm. I pushed you away because I was like, I don't like feeling weak. And I don't think, I don't correlate crying with being weak, but sometimes I do. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes. It depends on the scenario. You'd be like, why the fuck are you crying? Because you cry about everything. And I'm like, why don't you just, no, I don't. No, I don't. When it comes to us, you do. When it comes to us, because it's a you got to understand. For one, um, I'm a very laid back person. So if I do cry, it's some built up stuff. Okay. And then for two, it's like. It's, it's enough pressure 
yeah. in the situation with everything that you know goes on and outside we'll of about, us. And we'll talk about pressure on our and relationship. And so when I come to you yes. and I'm being emotional with you, like uh-huh. that's that's me giving myself to you. I'm being vulnerable in that moment. Mm-hmm. So for you to be like, what the fuck are you crying for? And then you make me feel like, because I'm not a crier. I'm yeah. very, I'm silent, but I'm very strong. Mm-hmm. So for you to make me feel like that, it's like, oh, I hate fucking crying. <laughs> and I know, uh, shout out to Nundi, uh, the homie with King Naj in DC. I love her because she's she's. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. She said sometimes I just cry because it's a release, and you do feel so much better she's once like, you get I, that she shit. Was like, she was, she was like, I, I think, was in my car and I cried. That's what I'm gonna say. She's like, I and cry I at least that. once a week, and I was like, what? <laughs> What kind of torrential downpour do you have inside of you locked away? <laughs> but that's away? not what it means. No, I know that. But for me, like that time you tried to hug me, it was more so just about feeling ugly, mm-hmm. feeling unwanted by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't accepted what was happening to me. Exactly. So when I accepted it was when I did the other videos and I started mm-hmm. taking pictures of my eye and the, mm-hmm. and the progress and what was going on. But it takes some accepting. Sometimes mm-hmm. we got to accept the shit we're for yourself in first. and accept your yourself for who you are, your mistakes and mm-hmm. the good things. And when I started to accept those things I was like okay then I would go out sometimes and people would be like I can't even tell if you didn't tell me exactly. I want to notice now the one time I'm no longer friends with this person but the friendship ended before then mm-hmm. but I never forget you and mom threw me and that's what I was going to say yeah. because essentially the Christmas party that we had last weekend yeah. was the one year because it was a, literally oh, it was. the same it weekend because I did yeah. the graduation party for you the yeah. year before yeah. and you didn't want to do it but I was like there's no way you've been in school all this time yeah. you're going to well, graduate whoa whoa whoa, 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 it wasn't a whole bunch of time <laughs> no now, what I'm saying I, no, is- let, me, let me clarify this <laughs> I am 35 years old yes I graduated at 34 but I started college in this career path yeah, at you, 30 you switched so your I major think, yeah so that's what I mean when I, I started that. back in my 20s I did two years I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do I yes. dropped out of college for about six years I came back at 30 and like yes. every other four year degree type nigga I I finished in I four years. I just don't want saying, you to be like I'm a six year. I was no, a three year uh, senior. That's not what that's I'm not saying. what it was. I took <laughs> care of my goddamn business. <laughs> that's not what I'm, I'm saying. I'm no cluck. But for the people out there, I'm glad you gave that explanation. Thank you. All I was saying was I know that it had been some time. You were going to school for teaching at mm-hmm. first. You switched this your major, so it seemed like it was it was an extended period of time. Yeah. So you graduated, mm-hmm. but you refused to walk. Yeah. I don't so walk. we couldn't I didn't walk. we couldn't yeah. celebrate you in that way. If I do my masters, I will walk, Mama. If I do my master's. Awesome. I'm not doing a PhD. Okay. So we couldn't celebrate you in that way. So I was like, well, the least we can do is have this party. Lo and behold, the Bell's palsy hit. Yeah. Because it was, was a cold like, night. It was December. Yeah. Um, I don't think I had been smoking really at that time. No, you had I picked it up like a week after. Yeah, you did. And it was crazy because it was a friend I hadn't seen in a while. And when she came in, now mind everybody, mind that you. That was so tacky. Like, mind you, I literally was depressed still. It was mm-hmm. my first time really still being out around people. I finally came out. Everybody was congratulating me on the podcast. Everybody congratulating me on the podcast. Congratulating me on graduating college. Because at that time, I was doing college. I just started my business. I was working a job. I was mm-hmm. doing a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. And that's where Bell's Palsy came on. So people, relax. When you think shit ain't going well, relax. And even if you... Because Bell's Palsy comes from stress. Yeah. And don't internalize it. That's the thing. Cry. Because you have that whole ego thing. Yes. My ego is... I still have an ego, but it's definitely a little bit more subdued. Got it. And I've, I have control over it. Yeah. And I'm not as vain. Like I just told you yesterday, I was like, I put on a few extra pounds over the last year. And I was like, I'm okay with it. Now, I'm working to get it off now. Of course But you I was are, like, I felt good. And, and people who see me, they be like, bro, you don't even know. Ain't nothing wrong with you. But for me, I felt like, you know what? I need to just really accept myself. Mm-hmm. And Bell's palsy knocked me on my ass. Yeah. 
And not only did Bell's palsy knock me on my ass, a lot of other shit started to happen mm-hmm. while I was going through that process where I kept getting sick. But anyway, well, let's go back to the tacky friend. So my friend came in, the friend at the time, they came in, they hadn't seen me in like the whole time I was going through this Bell's palsy issue. They hadn't seen me that and called it and checked on me. And when she came in, the first thing she said was, Ugh, what's wrong with your face? Yeah, and that it was shit, like dead quiet in the place. It really was. Because she walked got, in. Yeah, and she's a tall person. She's a tall person. She's taller than pretty much everybody in any room she walks in. Yeah. So when she said that, everybody kind of directed their attention on me, and it was literally like on a TV show, like that awkward silence. Yeah, and I was and, so pissed. And I'm talking like 50 cents, so I had to talk out the side of my mouth, and I was like, well, you know, I got Bell's palsy. Yeah. And she was like, huh? I was like, I got And she didn't palsy. even like stop to acknowledge that. She was she just did. like, oh, And she okay. gave me a hug and she kept moving. Yeah. So I was like, damn, this bitch. In my mind, I was thinking, this bitch tacky. As fuck. two left shoes <laughs> with no soul. <laughs> so needless to say, we ain't cool no more. Not just because of that, because she just became a shitty friend um, altogether. So in the next year, be more intentional about your friendships. Make mm-hmm. sure you have people around you who you who you care about and care about you. And, and you one thing that I learned this with. year, family isn't always given a title based on the blood. Mm-mm. You know? So that's something that you got to learn. One of the things I said, another thing I learned this year was not to be funny. Keep working on everything that you want. Any vision that you have, even when it gets tired and you get tired, mm-hmm. keep working on that motherfucking vision because as you can see, anybody who follows the podcast, big things did happen for the reality is in Roberts Media Group mm-hmm. and Artesia. And more to come. Yeah, and, and there's more to come. And I want to give a shout out to Jakeem and I want to give a shout out to Drina and I want to give a shout out to everybody else who's ever spoken to me. You and, you and mom are I giving. Know, we just... Y'all bookends Because y'all already do the (laughs) shit But everybody else who's reached out to me And said hey quit doubting yourself You are a major talent You need to get you a talent agent You Mm -hmm. need to get you an agent To book stuff for you The way you move The way you talk The way you able to do interviews And converse with people And tell your truths Mm -hmm. Like not to be funny This is a time to ride my own dick Mm -hmm. (coughs) I do feel like I'm great at what I do Mm -hmm. I have my off days Every episode is probably not perfect but when I do go back and I compare the body of work that I have and then I listen to other podcasts, some that are famous, some that are not, I literally feel like I fall above the half mark. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I definitely don't feel like I'm in the bottom half. I'm not top tier, but I'm coming. Mm-hmm. And only things I only thing that I feel like is missing for me personally, <clears throat> excuse me, with the top tier to help me get top tier is consistent quality. Mm-hmm. And getting more guests that are above, above the playing field that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And that will come with recognition, which it has continued to come, and networking, and a lot more of that is coming. Yeah. And I look forward to that. So shout out to those people who always keep me going. What I mean, did you learn anything? <laughs> of course I learned things. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> did you learn? Any- yes, I did. I think the biggest takeaway for me this year, which is one of the things that I went into the year wanting to focus on was um coming out of the shadows and really stepping into my own and all the great abilities that i have and things that i've often found myself sitting on the sidelines wanting to do but not really wanting to put myself out there like that so this year was an awesome year for me i'm putting it down in my books as one of the most successful years in terms of like i said earlier fostering my my female (laughs) friendships really focusing on building my tribe tribe yeah called quest (laughs) building my tribe um and not just limiting it to my my gay best friends or my um 
guy best friends <laughs> and just being able to talk to people that I really feel like can understand the things that I'm going through. One of the things that I focused on this year was going back to counseling. Yeah. And that helped me out in a major way. I hadn't been to counseling since um, my mom passed away, which was back in, it was been what, 10 years now so going back to counseling and just focusing on getting back to me a lot of times I've, I'm the type of person that will pour so much into other people and other people's visions yeah. that I'm often left broken and empty yeah. and so this year I was able to make sure that my cup was always full and that's the most amazing feeling ever so we were talking about when we took a break and I, <coughs> I got something in the back of my throat I don't know what it is well <coughs> so <coughs> Excuse me, first of all. So we were talking about, during the break, we were talking about how difficult it has been this year. Not even really difficult, mm-hmm. but how crazy it is. Because you was like, imagine all the people who are in our business, in our personal business, wondering yeah, just if we're together, what we're doing, the podcast steam. picking up. How are y'all doing all of this shit and still being able to maintain whatever it is mm-hmm. that you guys have? And it's so funny because you were like, I can only imagine. What celebrities go through. What celebrities through. go through and other people, like agents saying what you should say or not mm-hmm. say. Like the whole Kevin Hart thing. Like how do you handle that shit? Because I know for me, when I say something on the podcast, whether it's present tense, past tense, future tense, mm-hmm. when it comes to another woman, you have people that come to you and say, Yeah, and half the shit that, that, that's brought back to me is shit that I normally don't even care about. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's hard to feel like you're always in a place of, and that's one thing I've gotten away from too this year is feeling like I have to explain myself. Yeah. Because a lot of times people come to me and they're like, girl, I can't believe you let him say this. And I'm like, let him, like he's his own person. Yeah. And being on a podcast or being in radio or any type of media for that matter, you have to be yourself. You have to be who you are. Yeah. Think about Charlamagne the guy. We was talking the other day and I was like, not Charlamagne the guy. I don't know that nigga. But (laughs) because, you know, people be like, that nigga talked to Charlamagne, but... Think about Charlamagne the guy. Who is he always bigging up this year? Cardi B. Every mm-hmm. word that comes out of his mouth, he talking about Cardi B. Mm-hmm. In regular people's lifestyle, they would be like, "Why are you always talking about this yeah. bitch? Why oh, you always they what, must what, got something going on?" Exactly. <laughs> you so don't crazy. Think, you don't think people are emailing or saying those kind of things to Charlamagne's wife? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Charlamagne say some risque shit, mm-hmm. but the line of work he in, it takes a special woman mm-hmm. to understand that. I've talked to a shitload of women who tried to shoot their shot when it come to me. And I'm like, even if you made it through the door, you wouldn't be able to last. You don't know what you're getting you yourself You don't even know what the into, fuck honey. you're getting yourself into. Like, and I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm a, I think I'm a cool person. I think mm-hmm. I'm a good person. I think I'm a down-to-earth person. But I am high-maintenance. Very. <clears throat> I, I'm high-maintenance. <laughs> Very high-maintenance. You can't tell me what to fucking do. <laughs> you can't make me do nothing I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Your pussy's not going to get you more or less mm-hmm. I've had my fair share of pussy so pussy is pussy to me mm-hmm. so all these women who feel like oh I can train them I can do you can't bitch you can't you <laughs> fucking can't so for all y'all who keep telling Artesia how to and do stop this telling me. and what to do I don't do really want to hear it anymore first of all the cliche old age thing get you a man first bitch yeah oh my god please <clears throat> how you fucking telling her about what kind of man I mean, how to and treat her, even, man, and do for and, and check her, man, when you don't have a man. And and, 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 and another thing, make sure your life you're living a life that matches mine. Yeah, at least not saying that I'm no, better true. than no, no, anybody. Because my, my whole thing, I was about to say is, if you are below a six aesthetics, you wouldn't be able to get with me anyway. And I'm not saying that I'm the best looking thing. You know what I'm saying? But some of these girls that you've told me and that I've seen speak these things to you. If my dick was 12 inches, I wouldn't brush them hoes. Jesus. My so God. what does that mean? Shut the fuck up and stay in your goddamn lane. Yeah. Stay the fuck out of our business. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody, it doesn't matter. That's how shit starts to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. Even if you are married or have a relationship, you don't have to take all the advice somebody gives no. you. Take whatever you feel works for you and falls into your spirit, and then you get rid of the rest of that shit. Because mm-hmm. everything that works for somebody else is not going to actually work for you. And it's so funny because um, there have been times where you've told me that certain people have been like, oh, y'all are goals or whatever the case is. I don't understand and that so shit. Because, and, what are goals? But that's refreshing for somebody like me to hear because you got to think about someone that takes so much flack for being as um, quiet or reserved or laid back about certain yeah. things as I am. I just genuinely don't care. The same thing goes with a lot of the um, feminist movement things. Like some of the stuff that people get worked up about, guys saying or doing, it's like. Don't, don't, as long as you, like with that feminist bullshit. As long as you show disrespect. And you ain't touching and grabbing on me. I'm cool. <laughs> But it's a video that's uh, surfaced and it's been kind of circulating around about this white lady mm-hmm. and she's addressing these Me Too, the hashtag Me Too and sexual assault situations. Mm-hmm. And she was like, some of y'all are complaining, but when you in a hotel room after a party mm-hmm. or at midnight or one o'clock or midday, like, you know what the fuck that nigga asked you to come for. Mm-hmm. So why? And that's the thing. That's what I understand. So, and people. so many people are yelling rape and sexual assault. And it's like these, some of these cases are 10, 20 years ago. And it's like, how you know? Or you if you women. come out right now and fucking say, Anthony raped me, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Or you have women on social media that be like, oh, I don't understand why guys are just always looking at me like a thing. Well, that's because your you whole carry feed yourself is like a thing. thirst trapping. We don't, and then we don't have to, we don't have, when, when women do what the fuck you want to do with your body. Mm-hmm. But if you, if, if, okay, 10 years ago, I could look at you and be like, mm, she got a nice ass through them jeans. Mm-hmm. Like you visualize. Yeah. There's no need for visualization anymore. Mm-hmm. Y'all giving it to us. Mm-hmm. When a nigga is looking at you like a thing on social media and only making nasty comments, if I see your nipple, mm-hmm. you ain't wearing no bra, mm-hmm. it's all about your ass, it's all about seductive faces, what are you selling? Mm-hmm. What are you selling, bitch? Now, granted, what are you selling, nigga? Granted, sometimes it doesn't even have to be that because I know I'm very PG on my social media. Yeah, but niggas, and I, I still mean, get niggas that slide in my DMs. But how many times have I told you? Lips, but how many times about, have I told you when guys see women, we know what we want immediately? Yeah. So that's what a guy sees. Mm-hmm. We are built off the perception and aesthetics of a woman. Mm-hmm. Gay guys are the same fucking way. Yeah. They out here wearing uh, padded uh, underwear and tight ass <laughs> pants to show off whatever they got. Now, this is not something that I do, but I do have gay friends who have told me how the dating world goes. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, not to be funny. We, did we talk about our Christmas party? Not in detail. Well, we, we had a great party. Well, first of all, but let's it was just an say, influx of gays. And it was an influx a because it was co hosted. So. It was co hosted with the This is something homie. that my best friend, he does every year. We it's, do too. Yeah, we do. But, we it, decided but y'all to split decide it this to year. combine it. Lord, I tell you one thing about the gays. I love them because they help me. The listenership and the following mm-hmm. of gays is so strong. And the guy that came up to me, I had to bring him over to you because he was just so. Oh, I forgot about he that. He was so enthused about you because of the we podcast a, you tried live, to do. Yeah, we did a live podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. You guys will never even know what's going on. So we interviewed a couple of people. It was some guys from D.C., uh, some guys from Milwaukee. Yeah, And Milwaukee. it was some guys and here, from, yeah, locally. And, and, and locally. So we picked the spot. <clears throat> we posted up. We, I, 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 this conversation was about homosexuality. So mm-hmm. it was literally like 15 gay dudes in the room. Exactly. And we, I think it was about four mics around, and I had different gay dudes from different perspectives and different lives. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about knowing when they were gay, how everything came about, and how they're moving now. Mm-hmm. And it was one fucking knucklehead who just kept cutting everybody off. Yeah. Now, 
you're gay, that's cool with me, but I'm going to fight you like a man and I'm going to treat you like a man. Alcohol One thing I do want to say too, involved. Let's just all say that. these gays out here that are men, unless you get rid of your dick, you're still a man. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a top. I don't care if you're a bottom. I don't care if you suck half the dick or the whole dick. You <laughs> are a man and I'm going to treat you as such. So one nigga was getting out of line. He wanted to be Brody. I almost folded his ass up like a lawn chair. Oh my God. But people had to keep me cool. So basically, during this, the reason it got out of hand is because this guy was over talking to other gay men and he was trying to tell other gay men stories Mm -hmm. for them. They had different ideas about why they felt the way mm-hmm. they do about religion. He's like, no, that's not right. So on and so forth. So he kept cutting people off. So after a minute, I was like, fuck this shit. Nigga, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Let everybody fucking talk. Let them do what they do and tell their own story or journeyman story about being gay and how they drew the conclusion that they are gay mm-hmm. and they accepted it. everyone's experience is different. And every motherfucker out here who's saying you should be living in the closet, people are still getting fucking killed and stoned in different countries mm-hmm. and it's not accepted in about 70 countries. Are disowning their kids, disowning left their kids and right. taking their inheritance. Yes. There are hate crimes here in Dallas over off Oakland. Every holiday, they have to have an influx of police officers because gays are being fucking killed and murdered by other bitch ass men or bitch ass men who are gay who have not come out of the closet. So mm-hmm. they hate them fucking selves and they're taking action on other people. Yeah. So this shit being gay and coming out and being who the fuck you are is still not easy in 2017. Being black, motherfuckers, is still not easy yeah. in 2017. So all of this. This shit that is used like social media and TV showing this shit on TV just because it's showing on TV doesn't mean it's acceptable. They're mm-hmm. trying to ease the acceptance into your household so these people can have a better life. Mm-hmm. But we only see the shit as entertainment. Yeah. It's terrible. So we had the gay party last week. It wasn't uh, not, a gay, gay party. Oh my God. It, it was a like holiday one. party. Yeah, it was a holiday party. Co hosted by yourself. I swear to God, I didn't mean to say that, but I just had a lot of Brandon. gay on my tongue. <laughs> Yeah. So it was a lot of gays that came out. We actually invited about the same amount of people. Um, that's what I but love about gays. But not everyone is comfortable. But the gay, no, no, it wasn't even about that because they didn't even, I don't know if they even knew, but the gays came out and then some of my people came out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the gays that came out to make the party the life and of the party because parties know how to gay. shout out to the solid, strong, homosexual, I mean, heterosexual community Men that came who out. who can deal with it, yeah, because <laughs> some, it was some, some of my homeboys in there, that they are strictly, you know, pussy. Mm-hmm. But they know how to move in a respectful manner in a room of people who are the same and different in certain ways. Mm-hmm. But Even I had a good time. y'all did kind of segregate y'all self. Well, we wanted to go play pool. Okay. So we went to the pool okay. hall. And then, I mean, not to be funny, no matter how straight you are, mm-hmm. it's only so much googly eyes you could take from a gay guy. No, I know, because there were quite a few new faces yeah. in the building, and I, and I even had some questions asked to me yeah. about, and I was like, no, yeah. just leave that alone. Because they were but just wa- yeah, for they the most watching. part, I really like the fact that my group of friends are very respectful, so yeah. if I tell them or let them know, like, no, that's not what that is, yeah. they're going to stop. Yeah. So, I mean, because I had a couple of googly eyes and I was like, I got to get out of here. Because yeah. not to be funny, you don't know if they're looking at your ass, trying to find a dick print. They looking at you like women look at you. Yeah. So I needed to get out of the room. Yeah. That it just kind of feels, yeah. At that point in time, I want my <laughs> dick to be as small as possible. Shrivel up in the skin. I don't want no print showing nowhere. I don't want to be. They still find it, honey. No, nah, they won't find that bitch. <laughs> I ain't tucking it. They'll be looking at it in the back. Because so. I had one of the new guys that I met. Oh, my God. I love them, too. They just moved here from Chicago. Oh, yeah. You got to tell the story about the guy that you brought to me, too. Oh, tell, the that, guy, okay. tell that story so first. The, That's fine. The guys that just moved here from Chicago, they were so funny because um, I think I was looking for you at one point throughout the night. And they was like, oh, and it's so weird. I don't know how this word got out. But they was like, where's your husband? And 
And I said, who? Because, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get married again. But uh, they were like, oh. I'm glad I said, you said that. Huh? I'm glad you said that. I've always said like that. I'm just, yeah, but they're like, I got a gun in your back or to your head making you do nothing. Yeah, fuck them. I think we already established that earlier. Go ahead. But anyways, so they were like, oh, that's, that's him? Because they just moved here. Mm-hmm. So they had heard that we were together. But they were like, oh, honey, I don't see how you do it. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, it, it's good to 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 be there. It's, you know, like I said, I had a good time. Um, so you 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 so came about to me. the guys to you, okay? Because he stopped me. First of all, I was working trying to clean up. You know what I'm saying? I was being doing you know what a man does, taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's probably why those gay dudes is checking me out. It's probably like, look at this black Adonis. That's what I'm naming my son if I ever have a son Adonis. Okay, thank you for putting it out there though. What that's supposed to mean? Anyways, um. <laughs> Go ahead. So, anyways, the guy stopped me as I was coming out the restroom. He was like, hey, I just want to say that um, I wanted to let you know that I really respect and appreciate your husband. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That sounds so important and serious. <laughs> it Man, was. That make you want to get a badge. It was. It the was. husband. <laughs> like, the police holding and they show they on they, the, the, the police the police um, badge be on their hip. Yes. And when they come in, they, they move the yeah, jacket move back the and jacket. show it. Yeah, it be like, your husband, here go the badge. But instantly, because I was a little tipsy, but when he said that... I, I think was, we all were. Yeah, I was... Oh, Lord. But when he said that, I kind of, you know, sobered up a little bit because yeah. I was like, okay, this husband, is... Husband, that's serious shit. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be an important conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is going to be an important conversation. So I was like, oh, you mean my boyfriend? Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And he was like, oh, he was like, y'all just been... He was like, y'all been together for a long time, right? He was like, I just assumed. I'm sorry. But he was saying how much he really appreciated the fact that you being a heterosexual guy wasn't afraid to step in and speak up for them. Mm-hmm. And that meant the world to him. And a lot of times that, mean, that means the world to a lot yeah. of um, guys in the gay community. Yeah, and you came to me and you was like, hey, I'm trying to clean up. And you're like, hey, and I'm like, what the fuck do you yeah, want? I'm trying, just, I'm trying a lot to straighten times, up. And you was like, hey, this guy in here, he's talking about you and yes. he's talking about the podcast. And I'm like, uh, it ain't number K guys but in there. Who a lot fuck of times I did that because quite often I'll come back and tell you what somebody said and you're like, huh, yeah, I know. Like, you know, like real lackadaisical about it. So I wanted you mean to. mean positive s- things. Yeah, I'll tell okay. you positive things, but you're so like, you don't really, you've gotten better, but you don't really appreciate those little moments. I don't live in moments. the moment as much. Exactly. Yes. So I wanted you to witness it firsthand. Mm-hmm. That's why I brought them to you. Okay. Now, it, it was uh, definitely flattering. Um, because when he came to me, he was like, I just wanted to tell you how appreciative I am. He was like, I was just new here, um, coming in from Milwaukee. And he was like, mm-hmm. where I'm from. And he was just like, basically in the black community, like we don't respect gays the way we, as people sometimes. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I, I, it was just amazing to, for you to see you take up for another guy whose voice was being drowned out by mm-hmm. a heavier that personality. Yeah. So I was like, nah, that's all good. You know what I'm saying? I slap, I slap gay dudes and straight dudes the same. Oh, God. No, nah, I'm just like, <laughs> but all right, man, we about to wrap this thing up. New things for 2018, man, as we already told you, Robert's Media Group is going to be in full effect next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the Gray Area Podcast that's under Robert's Media Group. Shout out to Jason and Richard Gray, man, for coming under us, man. These guys have a lot going on. They could have been like, nah, we straight. We moving in a different lane, and we bigger than y'all, so we ain't going to even do that, but they didn't, so we appreciate that. Tenderoni Podcast and Thrive 365, we talked about Jakeem Gregory. He's going to be the host of both of those podcasts. The Mind 
Over Matter po- Mind Over Matter podcast out of DC. Matter of fact, let me go back. The Gray Area podcast out of Chicago and New York. Tenderoni podcast and Thrive Three Sixty Five pack podcast by the homie Jakeem Gregory is out of Miami. Mm-hmm. Mind Over Matter podcast with the homie King Nas that's out of DC. Sports Life Talk podcast that's out of Carrollton, Texas, here in the Dallas area. And the reality is, we'll also be back, but. I told you this, and mm-hmm. it still may be real, mm-hmm. but 2018 may be the last year for the Reality Is podcast. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm moving on to big, I'm transitioning to different yeah. things. Um, a lot of things are starting to happen. I have a lot of things that I'm working on that I really want to touch into. Now, I still will be doing podcasting. Maybe I'll be guest hosting on other episodes, getting some other episodes here and in you Dallas. Have to, you have some other concepts in mind. Yeah, I do have so. other concepts for other podcasts. So I may be done with the reality is where filtering becomes extinct. Um, it's been a good run. Um, I feel like we're retiring from music. Yeah, but we're going to open something else up. You know what I'm saying? It's just like having a successful business and then moving into another one. Because now this is out in the stratosphere. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. This will forever be on the Reality Is podcast, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Apple podcast. So I'm trying to decide, do I stop at 200 or do I just throw a big-ass party and end it next year around this time? We'll talk about it We'll later. figure that out. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I just not, want to I let, might not be ready to let it go. I don't know what you must going to take over and be like, the I rea- know, that's hey, so- this is the Reality Is where Filter becomes extinct with your host, Artesia. That Swindle. shit will plummet. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no, give yourself because, a little more credit. No, My but God. it's also about recognizing your lane. Yeah. Like, I'm the, yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm people, saying. I've had a lot of people try to step into my lane. Yeah. But I'm so not. So that's, that's yeah. props actually to you. Yeah, I just don't say that. We'll have two other possible podcasts coming to in March 2018. So uh, look forward to that. Be on the lookout for that. We also mm. going to be working out of a new studi- studio. I was going to say stereo studio space um, <laughs> in the new year. So shout out to the guys that we're working with on getting this thing set up. Shout out to the homie poster boy Franklin, man. Uh, the yeah. poster boy Franklin Dale Williams. Mm-hmm. Shot by poster boy. Yeah, shout out. I by think that's the rebrand. Okay. Well, the thing about it is, this guy he is the person who does all the digital audio, audio visualizers you see on the podcast. The logo. I'm planning on maybe reframing or rebranding the logo. Um, me and the homie Jason Gray out of Chicago are talking about throwing a, you know, creating a podcast mm-hmm. where me and him are going to be doing one together. So, like I said, it's just a lot of shit. We got our hand in a lot of fires over here trying mm-hmm. to put out things and, you know, start things and ignite things. So, we got a lot of work coming, man. What, do you, what, are, what are some of the things that you're expecting in 2018? Because I know neither one of us do New Year's resolutions. No, we don't. Um, I think the main thing for me is to keep expanding on everything that I did this year. Mm-hmm as far as the work on myself and continuing to be a better version of me. Well, I think you'll be able to do that. I mean, of for course. me, I'm trying to think. For me, I honestly, like, I want some entourage shit. I, I literally want to keep the little group that I have, mm-hmm. and I want to explode. You know how you, if you're watching Revolt TV, like, they'll have a throwback Thursday to Jay-Z before he became Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Kanye West when he was freestyling at, at the house yeah. with homeboys, and now you can look back. Like, I've been telling Jason and Naj and Jakeem all of this. I'm like, bro, let's make this shit a fucking powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Let's look back in five to ten years and Let's be the next Sean Puffy Comb. Let's be mm-hmm. Diddy and him, and you know, and and, and Jay Z and yeah, I like and, that video they just put that's out. That's that shit was sexy as fuck yes, it because it looked like success. Yeah. It was two black motherfucking moguls mm-hmm. coming together for a big. 
there's lanes for people. Exactly. If you find your motherfucking lane mm-hmm. and you stay in that lane. And I think we established this year you found your lane. You found I found my lane. Yeah. Everybody said, hey, man, this is your niche. So I'm like, let me ride it. Let me ride that wave. Let me figure out what's going to be what. I feel like I got some real good people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we have a lot of a lot of skill and a lot of opportunity to do a lot of big things. Mm-hmm. Now it's just strictly about executing them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I watched a little video with Steve Harvey the other day. And some of y'all, I know I jumped off the cliff in 2017. Yeah. I hit a lot of rocks before I started flying. And I ain't just flying yet, but you know you you if you, you dive off with the parachute suit mm-hmm. and you you know if you have a rocky rocky start now, you dying in real life. Okay. But if we talk in <laughs> cartoons and movies, you dive off like Steve Harvey said, you may cut up, you know, get bruised up or whatever before you mm-hmm. finally take flight. I feel like this year was the bumps and bruises, last year was the bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm. I feel like now I've kicked off the rocks off the side of the mountain and I'm trying to go up, mm-hmm. but now it's time to get up there and then get a steady sail. Exactly. And just float there. So that's what we hoping for 2018, man. So I appreciate you. Appreciate everything you've done. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of ups and downs this year, but we've still manifested to keep everything going good. Mm-hmm. Uh, any shout outs you want to give? Cause some people don't help you get where you at. You got a shout out Franklin. He did a lot of your shit. You got a friend. We got a shout out uh, Jay Soderberg and Amy. De- is it oh, Domest- yeah. Domestico? Domestico. Yeah. Shout out to them. They're the people at Blog Talk Radio who keep us going. Who got and us on Spreaker say, and everything else. What? And I would say shout out to my mentor Neil from I Live in Dallas. Yes. But it was kind of crazy because this year it almost turned tables. Like, he's been my mentor for the past, what, three, four years? And now you mentor And now it's like he's coming to me for certain things. Ain't it crazy when or people he's come in? Not coming to me for certain things, but just leaning Advice. more on me yeah. for certain things. So because I feel like the years that y'all have had, you've been dependable. So now it's like, exactly. well, you know? Yeah. That's life, though. Yeah. So be sure to keep up with all things the reality is by going to www therealityis.com that's T-H-A the reality is also follow us at the reality is on Twitter Instagram Anchor and Facebook you can listen to previous podcasts on Apple Podcasts Stitcher Radio Google Play SoundCloud Player.fm Spreaker S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R listen notes and more if you would like to be a guest on the show or would like to like us to answer one of your questions from our perspective on the show be sure to email us at info at the reality is.com or call and leave a message at 469-351-9681 and we'll be sure to answer that question on upcoming calls uh, upcoming oh, episodes what yeah. was you about to say I was going to say oh and shout out to Britt Marshman from who's uh, Britt Marshman I was about to say, but she's from the Bad and Bougie Moms podcast that reached out to me this week to be featured on an episode, which was kind of weird. And they're out of Atlanta, Georgia, right? Yeah, she's out of Atlanta. And it was like so humbling. And I was like, oh, I guess my airtime here. I think everybody, but everybody likes your voice too. That's, that's one of the biggest things. When most people hear, they be like, Oh, her voice. Can we get her to do an intro? Can we get her to do a Yeah, I've actually gotten a couple of opportunities this year. Nothing will be free in 2018, (laughs) motherfuckers. I don't give a girl if it's a Catch me before December 31st to solidify. I think I've already, I've already said yes to the people that I'm going to rock with for free. Well, I'm going to tell you. So if I haven't already said yes to you. Then be prepared to come to the table with. And if you don't have money, she has a vagina. I have a dick. You can lick and suck your way to the top. Jesus. Sexual harassment in 2020. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) No. (laughs) You gonna pay, motherfucker? You gonna pay, motherfucker? (laughs) You paying? All this free shit, oh my no God. more. Because the, th- the funny thing, too, is all hey. the free advice we was giving to these motherfuckers, a lot of people tried to create a competition out of it. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't try to create a competition out of it, they tried to do the same exact thing. It's okay to have people that you 
um, admire mm-hmm. and you want to do their own, but put a spin on that shit. Exactly. Put a motherfucking spin on it. All y'all niggas and girls, what like uh, Denzel said in Training Day, all you niggas and bitches. I'm putting what he said. I'm putting uh, cases on all you bitches. <laughs> I'm putting all you motherfuckers on notice, man. If you got a podcast, please have a picture on your Instagram page of what you look like. If you're talking about dating, people especially want to see what you're looking like. If you're talking about getting your dick sucked, people want to see yeah. what you look like. If you're talking about these motherfuckers around here, it's bad business. Woo. If you are talking about anything, if you are a woman or a man who's talking down about women or men, show your face. Please. Don't just sit up and talk bad about men and women. Because one thing that it helps is if I'm a guy and I'm talking about sex mm-hmm. and how much I get, People want to see. They be like, "Oh, okay, I can see that." Yeah, no, I'm not see. I'm not saying that. See, you giving me, you gonna have people thinking I'm uh, whatever. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying overall the. I ain't even talking about me per se. No, but I was just I'm, saying in general. But what I'm saying is, people want to see. Okay, he's saying he's knocking down all these people. People want to look and be like, "Oh, I can see that," mm-hmm. or or I can see that, and I can see the type of women he's sleeping with, or they could be like, "Man, this nigga lying," mm-hmm. or he ain't getting. Like, people need to sh- show your face. Mm-hmm. Don't be. The person speaking on the podcast, but nobody ever sees your face. Yeah. Show your face, goddammit. Period. Also, man, last but not least, be sure to leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to the Reality Is podcast on. As always, we don't give a shit if it's a good review. We don't give a flying fuck if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. Shout out to the people who have left us um, likes Mm -hmm. and comments and ratings and reviews this year. We got a couple of them this year, so we do appreciate you for that. We'll be back in 2018. Again, Artesia, I appreciate you for sitting in on a day before Christmas Eve to do this podcast. Um, I appreciate it. Um, Everything that you've done for the podcast, for me, I do appreciate it. I really do. Um, Mm -hmm. You've given me money when I didn't have money. You've given me food when I didn't have food. You've helped me out when situations came you know about in my life this year where I couldn't make something or I couldn't do something because mm-hmm. you know you know I invested in a business and uh you know people and before left, then yeah. you held me down so yeah and people left me high and dry so I think it's important to be able to have a balancing relationship and friendship and whatever situations you're as in as providing me with the luxuries of life I have given you some good shit. Yeah, you have. I didn't even know that. Some, yeah. But sometimes <laughs> that, it's like, And that's why I always tell you, like, I don't think twice about doing certain shit for you because yeah. when we first started dating, like, it, I never had to come out of pocket for anything. Yeah. And you bought me some amazing gifts, some stuff that I wouldn't even buy for myself because yeah. I'm frugal like that. Yeah. But, yeah, so yeah. as much as you appreciate me, I appreciate you. And I want to say shout-out to the homie Frank. He hit me up the other day, uh, poster boy Frank. We have two Franks. We have Frank Minicon, Frank Williams. But Frank Williams hit me up, and um, he made me real, feel real good and he just hit me up and some things happen and I'm not going to talk about personal things Mm -hmm. but he hit me up and he said hey man Anthony me and my wife want to just say we love you Mm -hmm. Uh, we appreciate you you've done some amazing things for us this year that you didn't have to do and I talked about on uh, Facebook the other day I was like I feel like I've been blessed more even though I rant and rave about a lot of shit Mm -hmm. I feel like since I stopped paying tithes strictly to church Mm -hmm. and start giving to people and helping other people out on a weekly and monthly Mm -hmm. basis that I've been blessed more so and sometimes we look for financial blessings and I'm starting to learn this but sometimes and we watch Watching SWAT last night, and it's like sometimes the blessing (laughs) comes from other places. But like Deacon said on SWAT, he said, "What did he say?" He says something to the effect of, you know, sometimes we don't get our. But I'm paraphrasing. Sometimes we don't get our blessings financially, but Mm -hmm. sometimes we get them through grace. 
You know what I'm exactly. saying? Sometimes grace, we need yeah. extensions or help or things like that. Grace is a motherfucker. Yeah, because I know it's been times I pay bills <laughs> and I've given all, like, I pay all my bills, I pay all this shit, pay all my credit card debt, and it's like I come back and I'm like, how the fuck am I gonna make it to next week with a hundred dollars? Mm-hmm. But you make it. But I make it. Mm-hmm. Whether it be somebody giving something to me or going over somebody's house and they done made me a plate mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, and people are just always helping out and people are willing to give to people who are always giving. Mm-hmm. To somebody else Whether it be me giving Stories through the podcast And all of that mm-hmm. So before the, before we go I wanted to talk about this This is the longest outro ever Let it, me just say It is But we filling in space And <laughs> it's the last one of the year So I don't think people Are gonna complain And everybody likes to hear stories About other people's lives So my brother Everybody knows You know me and my brother Was into it We still haven't talked Since April um, I'll just say brother If you're listening Hopefully you get your shit together Mm-hmm you know, uh, your mom needs you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that you drop your ego. I've already said for I don't give mom, a f- Yeah, for your mom. I don't give a fuck if me and him never talk again, but you do have a mother and you need to reach out to her. But I know it's I holidays. I know I could be a hard ass. Me and my brother may not ever speak again and I'm honestly fine with that, but in DC in June when we went for your birthday. Oh yeah. I was sitting on the couch and I forgot what I was watching. And it's like between Bell's palsy bouncing back and paying all these bills and mm-hmm. structure of the and job. And not really being able, because even in D.C., we went to D.C. for my birthday, yeah. but we weren't really able to move around. Because like, I got sick again. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so that's why I said with the Bell's palsy shit just happened. So it was just an overwhelming effect of emotions and everything that was happening. And I remember I started crying. I was sitting on the couch at the Airbnb and I was watching the game. Mm-hmm. And you were just laying in the bed and I was watching TV and I, like, I never like, oh, I just cried. I don't do that, but it's like tears was running down my face and you were like what the fuck you was like uh you don't never cry what's wrong with you yeah and i just told you i was like a lot of shit is building up on me a lot of things have been happening in my life and i told you i said the shit with me and my brother really affected me uh yeah you know to have a brother who you feel like gets mad over something or turns his back on you or maybe envious or jealous of you for whatever mm-hmm. the case may be because if you really if you're being honest and if my brother's listening to this like i didn't do none of that nigga that day yeah i, I think it was just more so about the extent that he went to to make sure yeah. That he, he he tried to hurt you in some way. And, but this is the thing about people, it. People, our family argues, yeah. you know, but it's supposed to be a point where you yeah. reconnect. But this is the thing that I'll say, and this is why I'm able to speak so harshly and stand in my place, because a lot of people hear me talking about my brother, and they be like, damn, bro, you cut that nigga off, that's cold shit. Nah, my brother hurt me and my mom enough to where I cried when I normally don't. Mm-hmm. But when I do that, that means I'm past you. Mm-hmm. So I'm past him. Mm-hmm. And people always think that because I've told y'all, like, if my grandmother died, my grandfather died, my father died, and my brother died in my life right now, four important people, I wouldn't go to the funeral and I wouldn't give a shit. When you have not been there for me, when you have not supported me, when you tried to ruin me, when I can't turn to you for something, what do I need you for? You need people who do for you and who can, when you're hurt and when you're down, they can be there. When you argue, it's okay to disagree, agree to disagree, mm-hmm. but how important is it to get past that? Mm-hmm. And he didn't get past that. And mm-hmm. I think he lost a lot this year. He did. Whether he realizes it or not, you know. But all the families who may be beefing this year, man, get your shit together. Be mm-hmm. humble. You know what I'm saying? Subdue your egos. Make make amends. Because if somebody died tomorrow, that's the question I ask myself. Everybody that I'm not talking to, if they died tomorrow, would I be okay with it? Mm-hmm. And at this point in my life, I am truly okay with that. Because the people who truly care for me... Or I, I talk to them on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Relationships and, and, and friendships are two-way streets. Mm-hmm. If you got somebody, because I know you deal with this a lot, they'll hit you up and be like, I ain't heard from you in, in a month. And it's like, well, bitch, I ain't heard from you either. And this year I've been calling motherfuckers on their shit. Yeah. 
And it's like, yeah. I ain't heard from you either, bitch. Yeah. So just like you was waiting on me to call, you could have called yeah, that same way. call when they need something exactly. or something. But it, wor- it works yeah. both ways. So anything else before we say this last line and get the fuck up out of here for 2017? No. I mean, even though I understand everything you just said, mm-hmm. I'm still hoping for, and so much time has passed, I'm still hoping for some kind of reconciliation. Because just people- to hear the way that you talk about it, and I know when you say certain stuff, I know you're serious, yeah. but it, it's heartbreaking yeah. to hear but that. And it's, it, yeah. So, but, yeah. And, yeah, and I would hate. I just to, want him. I, I just want him and my mom to be. Yeah, good. my whole thing my is I would is, hate for it mama. to be something tragic to have to get him to be like. Well, we're not gonna be together again, period. But I would hate for something tragic to happen mm-hmm. to see him in a room for him to say I'm sorry mm-hmm. because that's gonna be the hardest thing. And for that's what if I'm something saying. Happens like, get it then, right before. Yeah, it's, because if he comes, comes to me today. at that time and say I'm sorry, I'm gonna be like, bro, fuck off. Yeah. Like at that point, it's like I don't make amends just because shit happened. Two years ago, I had a friend die from cancer, mm-hmm. and it was niggas I wasn't really fucking with because of their lameness, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna tell their business. But when they approached me in that point in time, I was like. You coming to me at a funeral now? But you still gave it a, you were still open minded. They and just I reached, didn't yeah, follow they through. Didn't follow through. So, so I'm, I, I can't fuck with people who don't follow through. Yeah. Shout I out just, to the people who get married for better financial situations. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the niggas who still brave enough to go raw dog and uh, challenge, take on the opportunity or the chance of being pregnant or, get, or getting somebody pregnant and having an STD. Uh, shout out to the motherfuckers who drive in the rain with no lights. Thank God for the IUDs that keep us. <laughs> I done been busting through IUDs for quite some time. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. With that Let's being go. said, always remember to inhale <laughs> courage to excel success. You can find me at uh, Sir Robert Paul on Instagram, Anthony Roberts on Facebook. Again, the reality is on podcast. You don't like people to find you on no, social media. No, they can find me on social. I mean, okay. I have several places that are for the public, so okay. you can find me on Twitter. Um, you can find me at on no RTZ. Yeah, at no, everywhere at, at no, no RTZ. RTZ. If I don't accept you, it's not personal. That just means that that platform is meant for strictly people that I know. Yeah, makes sense. All right, man. With that being said, man, uh, happy holidays. Hopefully, everybody has a merry Christmas. Um, if the macaroni, six cheese macaroni, didn't go in the stove, throw it away. Didn't go in the oven. Didn't go in the oven. Yes. Yeah. Because you know a lot of folks doing it on the stove. Yeah. That's not legit. No. Throw that shit away. Black men, if you have a white wife, and this is your first year doing the holidays, take it to your mom house first. Don't let her cook. Take it to your mom house first. Let her learn a little bit about what you <laughs> like to eat, and then, you know. Let her have it next year. Don't put her in that spotlight, man. Black people can be very judgmental. Yes. All right, man. Always remember NL Curse to excel success. You guys be blessed. We'll see you in 2018. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Wait, jingle bells all the way. Hey, on your heels, y'all make that shake. Got about three hoes on my sleigh. I tryna tee up Christmas Day. Won't you, won't you, finger bells all the way? Hey, got them bells all on the shake. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.
All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you.